All right, I waited too long to record a show, and now this feels weird and dirty again like it did in the beginning. Feels really weird. I do have things to talk about, though. Um, Winnipeg has become a weird, wild, wacky place. I don't know what in the fuck is going on, but I do actually know exactly what was going on, so let me just fill y'all in. Uh, there was a, a fine gentleman, the name of Guido, but he's German. He's not our fucking problem, okay? He's not my people's fucking problem. And Guido went through a lengthy, pretty brutal divorce with his wife. So Guido was a little stressed out. Guido was like, uh, this is bullshit. And I'm going to take my own future into my own hands. And the decisions he made thereafter got a little crazy. So what he decided to do is uh, MacGyver the shit out of some stuff to create bombs. And he had a digital recorder and he somehow turned that into a bomb. Like, I can't... <laughs> I can't figure out how to make my fucking doors close in my house because none of my fucking doors close for whatever reason, the humidity, the way the house shifted. I don't fucking know. None of them closed and I don't know how to make them close. But this guy somehow made a bomb into a fucking voice. He planted a bomb in a voice recorder. It's insane. So he shipped that bomb to his uh, ex-wife's lawyer who represented her during the divorce and that woman, that poor fucking woman, she opened up a parcel, which came in the mail, and I'm a mailman, so I feel like, holy shit, I just wonder, I mean, people send all kind of stuff through the mail, like a foot, for example, someone mailed a body part, Luca something or other, uh, Mr. I Kill Kittens on the internet, and he, he chopped up his boyfriend into like a billion pieces, and mailed like a foot or a hand or something to, I think, um, Canada's version of the White House. And it just went through. And this guy mailed a bomb and it just went through. And you have to keep in mind, people mail all kinds of shit. Like all kinds of weird fucking shit. Like when I worked in the plant, the mail processing plant, for the worst year of my life, the stuff that came through there, like stuff that would accidentally break open, like we found pot, there was... Uh, some guy who had spent time in Thailand and this poor woman wanted to be whisked away from Thailand so bad. And it's not like you could read it, but just like it's, it like fell everywhere and the pictures were everywhere. And it was, <clears throat> anyway, I've said too much. I've said too much. So however, whatever, the parcel with the bomb in it got through. So the lawyer opens the parcel, pushes play on the voice recorder and kablooey. I really don't know the extent of her injuries except to say she's now left-handed. She's lost her right hand completely and she's got serious burns to her face and her chest. Like, I don't really know what that means, how burnt that is, but fuck, that's scary shit. So then the bomb squad is on red alert and um, they found another one and detonated it and then they found another one at the lawyer's office, a different lawyer, the lawyer I think that represented him either in the divorce or in a previous case. And the bomb squad went in and detonated that too. It's fucking nuts. So I'm just sitting at home and I'm like, holy fuck. Because if you're the mailman driving that fucking thing around, and I don't, like, keep in mind, I don't know how that could have gotten triggered other than pushing the button, but weird shit happens. Like, what if you were driving in a truck and that fucking thing just exploded? You'd be dead. Like, if that was in the front seat with you, holy fuck. It's just crazy. It's just crazy to think of that. So that's, like, totally blowing my mind. And... There's a woman missing here. She's 57. She went off on a power walk in her fanny pack 
and no one has seen her for five days. They found her glasses in a field and no one knows where she is. It's like so fucked up. And it's not like she was in some shitty neighborhood or anything like that. It's just like she just disappeared in broad daylight in a very nice neighborhood going for her power walk. She's listening to Jump, you know, on her headphones. And next thing you know, she's just fucking gone. And then there's a serial rapist who attacks women walking in the wee hours of the night, somewhere between midnight and 2 a.m. And uh, he shows up on a bike, uh, strikes up a conversation, and uh, I don't either lures them or knocks them down and sexually assaults them. And sometimes the newspaper says seriously sexually assaulted, and I don't know what that means. Like, is there any other kind? Does that mean anal or rape at all? Like, I just don't even... So it's, like, fucking weird. It's like, what is going on to this beautiful city? And, yeah, we're the murder capital of Canada. Okay, I've got nowhere to go from that. We're, we're just... We're just the murder capital of Canada. I don't know why I'm surprised. It's just, like, I guess these things have all kind of struck close to home. That woman, you know, walking in the daytime, gone. Her poor fucking family has no idea where she is. No one can find her. There's hundreds of volunteers. No one can find her. And then the parcels, man, I was just like, holy fuck, what a world. It, 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 just, it just drives me nuts. Anyway, so that's that, and you're up to speed, and that's five minutes of depressing, okay? Should I put in the Debbie Downer music again? I think you guys get the picture. Um, okay, the other thing I want to talk about is... Um, okay, I don't even know where to start. Um... So I went to my mom's one, one day and I saw that the toilet was leaking. She sent me upstairs. She said, go use the toilet upstairs and make sure everything's fine in there because nobody had been in that bathroom forever. It's the, it's the master bedroom. It's where I used to stay when I was there uh, because I'm the master. Just because like, I don't want to share a bathroom with my mom and there's one in the hallway and her bedroom was right next to it. So it's not like I'm putting her in a kennel for the night or anything. She's got her uh, accommodations are just fine. And plus I liked it because, you know, sometimes... You have a girl come over, and sometimes she leaves with her underwear in her purse, if you know what I mean. And uh, we need a little bit of privacy in my in my mom's in my mom's house, and not even in the basement, like a regular loser, just throwing that out there, letting you know who you're dealing with. And this, if this is your first show, and you have no idea what the fuck's going on, that's your problem, okay? That's your problem. You're gonna have to go back and listen to others, cause like fuck, when I listen to Keith and the girl, they don't rehash who they are and uh, what they've been talking about. It's just your responsibility as a good listener, which you are, to go back and listen, okay? So don't fucking make your problem my problem. Anyway, so I go up there, and I notice that, yes, in fact, the toilet is leaking just a little bit, just a smidge, just a wee little bit, and uh, it's leaking out of the bottom. So then I get my handy-dandy uh, computer out, and every time, sometimes, like, when I'm looking shit up and I'm flicking around, I feel like I'm on Quantum Leap, which is also one of my favorite uh, late 80s, early 90s shows. Because if you think about it, right, wasn't Ziggy basically this iPhone? Aren't we all on Quantum Leap in a sense? And also, if you go back and watch Inspector Gadget, she had an iPad. Penny fucking had an iPad. Someone had vision there. I don't think uh, Steve Jobs will admit to it, but I think that's where he got the idea personally. Okay, so now the toilet's leaking. And I, I, you know, I panicked. I did what a normal person would do. I panicked, and then I called a plumber. And uh, this nice lady who answered the phone, I told her what was happening. She said, oh, yeah, okay, uh, well, it'll be 110 bucks for us to come out there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you have to pay for parts, and if it takes any longer, you're going to pay additional. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then it's just like I was watching Mickey Mouse, and, like, you know how the eyeballs flicker around, and then there's just two dollar signs there, and then they go, ooga. Like, that's basically what happened to me, because that's a lot of fucking money for me. And I thought, okay. And I asked her, I'm like, do you think that someone 
who's pretty dumb, such as myself, could do this? Do you think I could, I could figure this out? And she's like, yeah, sure. You just have to replace the wax ring. I mean, it's not a big deal. I was like, okay. Okay. She's like, yeah, just go to the hardware store, get some supplies. It won't, it won't be hard. And I was like, okay. All right. And then, of course, I drained the toilet and uh, realized that I can't lift the toilet. So that's just, that's just not going to happen. Because a toilet, I don't know what they weigh. Like, it, it could be like 50 pounds, but it's all super weird because the tank's like super heavy. Well, you've seen a toilet. Like, why am I explaining to you what a fucking toilet looks like? You know what a toilet looks like. That's your fucking problem. Okay, so I drain the water out of it and um, I proceed to forget about it for approximately 20 to 31 days, roughly. And I, cause like I text my sister and she's full of these grandiose plans and then never fucking does anything. And it drives me crazy. Cause it's like, um, I need your help to lift this toilet or can you and your stupid kid, just kidding. She's actually awesome. Your kid help me lift this toilet or can you just lift the toilet? And she was not a willing participant, but she was like, oh yeah, you know what? I'll go get the wax ring and I'll get all the stuff that you need. Just tell me what you need and bring the tools and we'll do it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I text her the next day and she just wouldn't respond to that one text that I want to fucking know about the toilet. She'll just not answer. And it drives me fucking insane because she's like me. My phone is by me mostly for the most part. And unless I'm playing with Malcolm, like I can read a text and usually I can respond to a quick text. Like a long drawn out thing takes a while, but when it comes to a toilet, I mean, is there any other pressing need? Like that needed to get done approximately 20 to 31 days ago. And I was just like, fuck it. Like, why am I waiting for her? I spend my whole life waiting for her to help me do shit. Like, I'll just, I'll just fucking do it, man. And then she can either come along for the ride or she can just stay the fuck home. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So I've got the wax ring. I've got Sarah's toolbox because I do not have a toolbox because I'm not that kind of lesbian. But I am proud to say I am the kind of lesbian who will attempt rudimentary plumbing. That's the kind of lesbian I am now. Okay? And did I mention I boosted a car? Yeah. Thank you. It only took an hour and a half to figure out what the fucking problem was. But I did it. It was done. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. So I bring the tools over and it's a hot hot day. Of course it is. And the bathroom is rather small as most bathrooms are. And I'm watching the YouTube, YouTube clip again. We're all watching it, taking notes. Great. Great. I get out the wrench. I go to unhook the hose from the tank of the toilet. And I realize that I don't have a wrench that will fit that, uh, thing. E, you know, technical jargon here. And I'm like, fuck. But no, I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to panic. I refuse. I refuse to. That is not who I am anymore. That is not the man I am. So I went and looked around. And my family is not full of people who know how to fix things. Like, my dad couldn't fix anything. He could grow a huge-ass tomato and cucumbers as long as my penis, but he could not fix anything. So I, But I remember in my childhood seeing a gigantic fucking wrench. So I go and look around in the garage, and there's so much stupid shit in there and only when you're really looking for something do you realize how much stupid shit is just around. For no fucking reason. Like, the whole time I'm just like, why is all this fucking stuff in here? Like, how long has this stuff been in here? I don't even, like, who's, what? It's like, fuck. You know, because it's super frustrating. There's all these dusty boxes everywhere. There's like, like, a, a part of a clothesline. Has, have you even seen a clothesline in the last 25 years? Like, I, I just, like, why is that even fucking here? 
I just don't understand. And then there was like 18 bottles of windshield wiper fluid that are like 15 years old, and I'm not even kidding. Just, what is this fucking stuff doing here? There's like five gas cans. It was just like ridiculous. And then I look up and praise the sweet Lord Jesus. I find this gigantic wrench. It's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. So I'm like, fucking right. I found a fucking wrench. Yeah. So I grab it and I calmly walk upstairs. You say walk, I say strut. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, yes, I found the wrench. And uh, my niece is in there and she's like, okay, so now what do we do? And I was like, good question. So I pulled out the YouTube clip and I'm kind of just, I watch a section because I had watched it three times already, you know, prep. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, we have to undo the bolts on the side. So I started doing that and we get the bolts off. And I was like, okay. And I'm a little nervous, you know, like this isn't something I'm used to and it involves water and a house. So it's kind of stressing me out because I'm worried I'm going to fuck this up. And either my mom won't have a toilet in there anymore for a good long time or that I'm going to fuck it up and the water will leak everywhere through the house, which also is very stressful to me. Okay. So we undo the bolts and she's like, okay, well now what? I was like, okay, we've got to, we've got to figure out a way to lift this up. And, uh, I was like, my arm is fucked. Like my arm is so fucked. I don't think I can do it. And, um, she's like, well, let's just try. I'll try and take, I'll try and take the most of it. And you just kind of help me guide it. Cause she's, you know, a young strapping lass and I'm, you know, good on my left arm, but my right arm wouldn't really be very useful because it's hard for me to grip stuff. And my arm is like not broken anymore. My shoulder's not broken anymore, but it's still, man, ain't what it used to be. Ain't what it used to be. So I get under it with my left arm and I put my right arm on the front of the toilet and then we lift up. And it doesn't fucking move. And I'm like, okay, put it down, put it down, put it down, put it down, put it down. She's like, fuck, are the bolts still in? She's like, no. And I was like, fuck. So I stand back to look at it. And I'm like rubbing my chin, scratching my head. And she said, is this hose supposed to be hooked up to the toilet? Fuck. Fuck. I went downstairs. I found the Flintstone wrench. I bring it upstairs. And I'm tremendously proud of myself that I found it. And I didn't use it for the job it was intended for. I had completely forgotten forgotten to unscrew the fucking bolt nut thing with the gigantic, like, fuck. Wake up. Let's go. Smarten up. So I was like, okay. But I mean, in a way, I was kind of relieved because I was like, okay, well, that's an easy problem to fix. So I unscrew that. And uh, we had to come up with a plan about what we were actually going to do with the toilet. Because I took this time and I regrouped and I was like, okay, we're going to lift this up. And we're going to stand it right on these towels, okay? Because, like, the last thing we want to do is have water everywhere and, like, slip and slide with a fucking huge toilet with my one arm. And uh, she's like, okay. So we talked it out. We attempt to lift it again, and my hands are sweaty. So not only is my right hand fucking useless, but it's sweaty. So it's, like, just greasing around, slipping around, sliding around on the round part of the toilet. And I was like, okay, put it down, put it down, put it down, put it down. I was like, we have to switch sides. So I ended up sitting on the toilet shoving my knee under the tank to support that weight because my arm just wasn't doing it and uh hoisting that with my fat thigh and then she'd take the other half and then we lifted it up and put it on top of the big pile of towels that we had there and man i don't know if you've seen what a busted up wax ring under a toilet looks like but it looks it looks fucking gross man it's like it's all like brown and it's gooped everywhere and it's just like fucking gross and in the video, the YouTube video, he's just like, it's almost like he had a new one on there, like a relatively new one. And he's just got his little scraper, like a, like a paint scraper, kind of long, 
little bit of a narrow um, metal part, and you just he's just like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's all peeling off and curling so beautifully. And this, I'm looking at a fucking abortion laying around a pipe that was under my toilet. It's like fuck. So now my sister decides to come upstairs and join us. And my sister's a lot of things. She's a lot of really irritating things. And well, that's about it. <laughs> so she's like, "Ugh, that's gross." And I was like, "Thank you." Yes. Yes, it is gross. Thank you. How are you going to get that off? I'm like, I just, could you just, okay. I didn't have a scraper. It didn't occur to me to fucking make that one stop to a dollar store to buy the pretty little scraper that would have made all the wax curl off in such a nice way. Like, you know, when you see someone scraping butter or margarine on a commercial and it just kind of curls, like it's just a beautiful little curl. It's kind of just a little bit cold and you just take a hot knife and it just curls like just beautifully. That's what it did in the YouTube. Uh, video. So what I had was like, basically like a ruler kind of with a green handle and a little thin metal scrapey thing. So if you imagine like having a ruler and trying to scrape all that gloop off of like the floor and it was like, it had been compromised. So it was like smooshy all around. There was not one solid piece of wax anywhere. And I just started uh, hacking at it and scraping it and glooping it and I didn't even think to have like a pail. Like now in retrospect, I should have had like a pail of some kind, like an ice cream pail or like a garbage can or like a bag inside of a garbage can. Instead, what I decided to do was just um, take this like ruler scraper thing, scrape it. And then I put the scraper in a plastic bag and I held my hand on the outside of the plastic bag. So I kind of would scrape the wax off with the plastic bag and just keep like like using the ruler, scraping, putting it in the bag, using my fingers to like pull the wax off the scraper and just kept going. And uh, yeah, that worked well. It took a long fucking time and it's just getting hotter and hotter in the bathroom because I'm getting like more and more sweaty because A, I'm fat and B, I'm fat and C, I'm not really confident in what I'm doing. I'm a little bit scared. Okay, great. Got the wax all cleaned up. No problem. I got the wax out of the mold. The, oh, sorry, the new wax out of the box. I got the screws out that came with the wax ring. And I'm psyched because it's like, okay, well, this is, it's like do or die, man. It's like do or fucking die here. So I, I put, I put the screws, that the new screws into the flange thing. And it's got like a keyhole, like there's a, a big part for you to put the screw down in and then you slide it to the narrow part. And that's what kind of holds the screw in. And I notice that the screw is dipping down into the keyhole part, the slidey thing. Like I put, just to reiterate, cause sometimes, you know, sometimes you're walking the dog and you think you hear somebody and you think somebody on a bike is trying to rape you in Winnipeg and you don't really listen to things. That's at least that's me. Maybe that's just me. Um, so I, I took the screw that's gonna eventually hold the toilet up. So I take the screw, put it down in the big round hole opening thing. And from there, you just slide it into a narrow part. Like it just slides down, just slides on down. It just, you put it in the big thing, the big hole, and you slide it right on down to the end. And that end is kind of narrow, so it hugs the screw. It's supposed to kind of keep it upright. And I noticed that for whatever reason, it's falling down. Like it's not flush with the surface. Like it's not up high and pretty. Um, let me use an analogy, a breast-related analogy, because I know we all like breasts and we all like analogies. So. It's as though a fine young woman had a kid, breastfed that kid, and then lost a bunch of weight. So they're sagging. 
okay? The key, the, the screws are sagging into the flange and I don't know why. And I'm worried that it's like some kind of water um, seepage had got, like I was worried that it was like the floor underneath it was rotten and I'm getting stressed out and I was like, fuck, okay, well maybe it's supposed to be that way. Like maybe it just sinks. Maybe the other screws just sank too. So then we go to the trouble, we fucking get around the toilet again and I'm like, okay, because now we've got, a, we've got the screws down, the wax ring is down and I'm like looking at my niece and I'm like, okay, we've got to make sure that we put it down nice and level. We got to get the screws into these holes on either side of the toilet. They've got to line up and then we're going we're gonna to gently place the toilet down, okay? And she's like, okay. And then my, that's when my sister decides to come back upstairs with my son. And my kid loves Handy Manny. He loves fucking tools. He'll do anything that has to do with any kind, like home improvement. He's just really into it, okay? He's just, like, he can't actually do anything, but he just loves to just be around and he wants to help. And it's a normal kid thing, which is why I wish my fucking sister would have kept him downstairs. Because at this point, it was like, it was just a very crucial time. It was approximately like 40 fucking degrees Celsius in there. And he wanted to help and he was excited to help. And I was just like, sorry, I'm burping because I just drank some beer. Sorry, I just, <clears throat> anyway. I was like, Malcolm, just, just stay there. But I want to help. No, just, just stay there for two seconds, okay? We just need to get this toilet back on and then you can come and have a look. Oh, but I want, <sighs> and that, my friends, is the sound of an impending meltdown of epic, fucking proportions and I don't use the word epic in a hipstery way I mean it in the Star Wars way yep yep I was just like okay all right so what level of DEFCON is this and you know what most people think DEFCON 5 is the highest nay DEFCON 1 that's the worst DEFCON of all the DEFCONs not the 5 it's the 1 so keep that in mind okay you learned a little something here today yeah it was coming I could, I was just watching his face change and I'm just sweating. And I really feel like everything in parenting just, it's just, I feel like if I could just put him on pause, just, if I could just pause him at times, even for just one minute, so I can just do whatever the fuck it is I'm doing, that life would be a better place for him and myself. And I couldn't pause him and... I knew he was going to cry, but I took 30 seconds and I looked at my sister and I said, can you please, please help me get this fucking toilet back, back on the hole. Can you, can you help me? And she's like, okay, do it fast. Cause she's got a fucking back problem and all this shit. Anyway, I'm pretty sure she's faking it. <clears throat> I didn't say that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not funny. A lot of people think I'm faking it. Fuck them. So... We all three together, me with my knee and her with her arms and my niece is on the, like there's three of us to put this fucking toilet back on. So we lift it up, line it up, put it down. Great, right? That's what you're thinking. Awesome. Good story, Sanchez. Wow, that went really well. You've got the best luck. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 stupid. No, of course not. I look down. And the screws are, are unable to be seen. They're not breaking through the holes in either side of the toilet. Why? Well, do you remember earlier when I said that the screws were kind of sinking into the flange, which is kind of like the big pipe thing, I think? I don't fucking even really know what I'm talking about. I think it's the big black pipe thing that your toilet sits on. 
So I remembered that and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, they were in there initially at some point. So I'm just going to go back and find the old screws. And now again, if you were smart, obviously not me, but if you were smart, where would you have put those screws? Would you have delicately placed them um, on the, on the counter in the bathroom, maybe with the nuts, like kind of screwed onto them a little bit. So they were all together. That's a good option. Sure. That's a great option. That might even be the best option. Do you know what I opted for? Yep. I'm going to tell you right away. Oh, suspense is killing you. Oh, boy. Who knew toilets were so cool? I put it in the bag with the fucking wax that I just finished scraping off the floor. That's where I put the screws. But where in that big ball of goopy goopy wax are the screws? I don't know. And I've already thrown out the gloves that I was using to handle the wax. So going in, just going in with my bare hands because I don't have any more gloves and I need, I need the fucking screws. So I was like, okay, we've got, we've got to lift this toilet one more time. And my sister's like, why? I said, because the screws aren't poking out. Well, why aren't the screws poking out? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Why would I fucking know? This didn't happen in the YouTube video. No, that old man put that toilet on in about four and a half fucking minutes. Why is this so goddamn hard? Oh, man. So she starts laughing at me. She's like, why do you even start these projects? Like, why did you even bother? And I looked at her and I said, fuck you, man. Fuck you. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, this toilet's got to fucking come off because there's no screws. There's nothing holding on here. So then we lift, the, we lift the toilet off. And I noticed that the wax ring has not been touched. It's like it's not been smushed or smashed or smushed or smushed at all. It's just perfect. It's like it just came out of the box. So then that's concerning to me. So I don't know what you guys do when you're doing shit that you really shouldn't be doing, but I, I contact Electric Gary. He's a guy that contributes to the show. He's really smart. He's handy. He's just a fucking amazing guy. So, and I've talked to him about other things that I've tried to do and either given up on or not needed help on, but he was always there for me. And uh, I'm emailing him with the wax still on my fingers. I'm like, fuck, you know, I, I went through the bag. I found the fucking screws they're shorter than the ones that I, that came with the toilet. Like, what do I do? And then, uh, he, I expressed to him that how much the screws fell into the flange and, uh, I'm waiting for him to call me back and I'm like, well, I'm just going to fucking go to Home Depot. I'll just wait. I'll wait at the Home Depot and I'll wait for him to write me back. Email me back, not call me back. So, um, we're there and it's like, I don't know, five or six o'clock on a weekday. And I just, I, I don't know, like, if they have a walkie-talkie system where there's, like, okay, crazy, fat, sweaty woman, camera six, abort, abort, no one be in plumbing, no one be in plumbing, she's heading your way. Like, I don't know what the fuck system they have, but there is never anybody there, ever. I just don't understand what happens at Home Depot. Like, if you go there from nine to noon, there's 150 fucking guys there. I'm sure of it. But at this time, at four or five or six, I don't fucking know what time it was, there was no one there. And I'm walking around with my hands with this waxy fucking residue. I've got the two original screws that came with the toilet, and I'm just kind of walking around. I'm holding them in a sandwich bag, and my niece is humiliated, so she's kind of walking three paces behind me, and I'm just like, what, like, what is my life? Like, why? Like, why, why, why can't anything ever fucking just work the first time? Why? And I'm just enraged. And I can't fucking find anybody. And then I get the reply email from Electric Gary. And he's like, okay, here, you know, um, so he's telling me that sometimes, uh, for whatever reason, the, the screw 
will get stuck. So he's like, you can jam some cotton balls in there and it'll help prop the screw up so you can like screw it down into the toilet. And here's my number. If you need anything, call. And uh, he may live to regret those words because, yeah, I called him and I was, he's like, hey, how are you? He's like, I'm so happy to hear from you. And I said, man, oh man, what the fuck? And uh, I just, I don't even really remember the conversation because I was just like, I was like buzzing. I was like vibrating. I was so angry. And he very calmly explained to me the process and uh, what things that I could do to help. And he's like, well, you're already at Home Depot. He's like, just buy longer screws and worst case scenario, you have to use a hacksaw to cut the tops of the screws off to make it look pretty. And he's like, you don't even have to do that. It's just for aesthetics. And I was like, okay, all right, thanks. Because you know what? Sometimes in times like this, it's like I felt like I was completely alone in this fucking stupid project, except for my niece who I used as muscle. But like I'm, I'm supposed to be the know-how? Are you fucking kidding? I'm, I'm the quote-unquote expert in this situation? Like I'm the person in, this, in that bathroom who had the most knowledge. That should terrify you. Well, it kind of terrified me. It was like, what the fuck? Because I need guidance. Like, I can listen to somebody. I can follow orders. But for me to for me to be in charge? What the fuck happened to this life? Anyway, so he's like, get the longer screws, yada, yada, hacksaw, yada, yada, aesthetics, yada, yada. And he was very nice. I love electric area. I don't know who your electric area is, but my electric area is better than your electric area. I'll tell you that right now. So I hung up with him, and I felt reassured. Had some good confidence. He was really kind. He, ex he explained to me that, uh, I, you know, I'm good enough, smart enough. Not many people like me, but, uh, it was, it was, it was really nice. Cause I needed that. Like I don't have a dad. And if I, even if I did have a dad, he wouldn't know what the fuck to do anyway. He would have called the plumber. Um, anyway, so I'm basically walking around Home Depot, a sweaty, stinky mess, and I'm holding the sandwich bag, right? The sandwich bag with the bolts in it. And I'm like, what I want to do is, is hold the sandwich bag out in front of me and start screaming until someone comes to either, like either the police show up or someone fucking helps me. And no one, no one was around. And I'm looking and we're looking and we're looking and we're looking. And there's no one, there's no one stocking shelves. Like there is just like no one. It's like a fucking ghost town. And finally a woman comes along and uh, I was just, I looked at her and I just, I, I, I was trying to exude calmness through my eyes, but I think the smell um, that I was giving off was fear and BO. And she was just like, uh-huh. Cause I'm explaining the situation to her. She's like, okay, well, come with me. We'll go to plumbing and we'll find someone. And I, I whispered under my breath, like, good fucking luck. I'm going to be fucking in here. It's just you and me, lady. So we get there and she takes me to this man that's like six, eight. And, uh, I was like, help me. And he's like, what's wrong? I said, just help me. I was, I explained the story and he's like, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get you some longer screws then. So he gave me some longer screws and I'm like, how much are these? Like $37? He's like, nope, they're $5.99. It's like, okay, all right. This do-it-yourself stuff is pretty cheap. And uh, and then I, exp I explained to him about the wax ring. And I was like, it looks like it hasn't even been touched. Like, is that bad? And he said, he said no. And actually Electric Gary, I talked to Electric Gary about this too. And he's like, oh, don't, you know, don't worry about it too much. He's like, if they have a taller one, get a taller one. But he said it's not a pressurized pipe or something. So I don't really need to worry about it. It just needs to make contact and make it make a seal. It doesn't have to be like, I guess, pressure tight. Oh, I made that up. I don't know what's going on. So it's not important that it's super, super tight, just that it keeps the water from going all over the floor. So talk to the Home Depot guy. He agreed with Gary that it wasn't a 
big deal. And he's like, you know, some people try to pile one on top of the other to get a bigger seal. He's like, I don't recommend that. We don't have any taller ones. This will be fine. And he's like, once you kind of keep sitting on it, it'll, it'll keep, I think that's a fat joke. It'll keep smushing down. It'll, the toilet will kind of sink into the wax a bit more and settle in. That's what he said. So I was like, okay, all right, great. Finally, my, my massive body mass index will come in handy. Great. So we get home, get the fucking long screws out, slide them into the keyhole, and now we've got to lift the toilet up again. And I forgot how hot it was in the bathroom because it sure was hot, wasn't it? Sure was hot. Yeah, sorry. It sure was. So my sister comes up again. She grabs the front of the toilet. I use my knee trick. My knees takes the other side. And we line up the keyholes. Screws lined up. They go through the hole. And hallelujah. They were long enough, boy. They were about fucking two inches too long, but I didn't give a shit. I didn't give one fucking shit. I was so happy that those screws were up because that's awesome. It's all, it's a done deal at this point. I take the screws out, screw them down or the bolts out and put them on top of the toilet, but you don't want to over tighten. Could crack the toilet. Mm-mm, no, not happening in this dojo. Not to this sensei. No way. So it's like, sweet, finally. Like, what was, would be for a normal person, maximum 15-minute project has taken me an hour and a half up to this point. And one trip to Home Depot. So I was like, great. Okay, I don't give a fuck. Screwing the things in, not too tight, alternating sides. I screwed one side in. I went to the other side of the toilet, screwed that side in. And uh, it looks good. Now all I have to do is connect the hose from the water, like the water pipe hose thing that goes under the toilet to the tank which is not a fucking problem because I've got that gigantic Flintstone wrench, right? I've got everything I need, man. And this whole time I'm talking to my niece, I'm like, God, this is really satisfying. I'm like, it's been a total fucking pain in the ass. But like, we did it. Like we, and to a lesser extent, you did it. Like we did it. I can't fucking believe that. Like what a great sense of satisfaction. So we're talking, screwing the thing in, and now it's like finger tight, but now it needs to be like, you know, wrench tight. So I grab the Flintstone wrench and I turn it and then I hear this. And the plastic nut thing that screws into the bottom of the toilet cracked and then fell down, fell down the, the tube there. It, uh, it was fucking broken. There's no fix in that. There's no fix in that apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. I, I over tightened a plastic nut screw thing and you don't do that apparently. FYI, not cool. <sighs> yeah, back in the car again. Head to Home Depot, except now I know where to find this giant man who's hiding in plain sight that works there. And I go back and he's looking at me and my hair's sweaty and I just red-faced, sad, hanging my head in shame, shoulders are slumped. And he looks at me, he's like, oh no, what happened? And I explained how I over-tightened the plastic bolt. I don't even know what the fuck it is. The screwy thing. And he's like, oh, you just need a new hose. I was like, is it hard? He's like, no, it's easy. He's like, if you installed that toilet, you can put this hose on, no problem. It's just a quick unscrew and a screw. And I was like, okay, I'm really good at screwing. (laughs) That's a little handyman humor, which I feel as though I can really take part in on account of how I'm a handyman now. And uh, he gives me the hose, another $13.99, and I'm on my fucking way. Man, I got to tell you, the drive from the Home Depot home was a long one. It was a long one. It's another time you just kind of like, what 
the fuck? Like, why why does everything have to fuck up for me? I just don't get it. Like, I go in, I go into these projects thinking, okay, you have to expect something stupid's going to happen. You're going to do something stupid. You're going to fuck something up. Something's inevitably going to go wrong. And you have to kind of think that way because it's going to happen. And it did. It did happen. <laughs> like, why did I think anything else? Oh, God. So then we get back, and he was right. It was really easy to put that hose underneath the toilet, and I cinched it in there and then now now we have to turn the water on and make sure give it a couple good flushes make sure there's no leaks so I turn the water on and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm peeking and I'm looking and I'm flushing and I'm watching the toilet fill and I'm making sure it's not overfilling and guess what we did it it worked it was an hour and a half in a 35 36 40 degree bathroom depending on how many people how many fat Italians does it take to heat up a tiny bathroom. The answer to that would be two and a half. Okay? Because my niece isn't fat, but my sister and I certainly are. We did it, man. We fucking did it, dude. It happened. We made it happen. Can't believe it happened. It, like, I don't know. I, if you're a handy guy listening to this, you're probably like, holy fuck, what a fucking retard. And I'm, a, I'm in total agreement with you. What a fucking retard is absolutely correct. But I've learned so much. And I think I'm going to quit my job. And all I'm going to do is replace wax rings on toilets and boost cars. That's my new, my new thing I'm doing. It's Sanchez and Son. What do you think? Like, that's all I'm going to do. And even if I'll bring my own wax ring, I'll just replace ones that don't really need replacing. And I'll actually pay you. Okay, this isn't a really good business plan. It's not a good idea. Not really. Anyway, that's what happened. And I really wish it hadn't, but I knew it was going to. And at least I have a 38-minute story to tell you guys about fucking nothing. Okay. Oh, I am sick of me. I tell you, I'm sick of me. Hang on, I've got Electric Gary, my my handsome, wonderful, intelligent, patient. Like, who answers the phone knowing they're going to talk to a rage-filled, sweaty lesbian with plumbing issues? I wouldn't. I would have avoided that call real easy. Yeah, I wouldn't have answered that one. Thanks, Gary. Thank you so much. Here's Gary. Ready? Okay, I'm going to stop talking and play him finally. Hang on. Hey, Sandra, it's Electric Gary. Mrs. Electric and I had a little weekend away this weekend. Uh, we went up to McMinimins. We've told you about that before with the floating soaking pools. And uh, we do the annual little car shows. You know, we have the little car we restored. So we had an event this time that uh, we thought we might share with you. In fact, Mrs. Electric's going to share it with you now. Hi, Sandra. Mrs. Electric here. So yeah, it was really, it was a fun weekend. We got to see lots of folks with little micro cars and tootle around the Oregon countryside, and it was just beautiful. Anyway, so we're staying at McMinniman's Grand Lodge in Forest Grove, Oregon, which is near Portland. And it used to be like an old Masonic retirement home, and apparently it was also an orphanage for a short period of time. But I guess the young people and old people didn't really get along, so the orphanage didn't last long. But... Um, so Saturday night we go to bed and it's just really hot. There's no air conditioning. We're in the basement, which is fine because it's actually cooler down there. And we had a box fan, which was great. And so we go to bed and, you know, we're not wearing very much, if anything at all, because it's so hot. So that's fine. And so we go to sleep and at one o'clock I wake up and I'm just hot and I'm trying to fix the blankets and kick them off and whatnot. And I look over at the clock and I see that it's one o'clock. And then I turn my head the other direction towards um, Gary. And I happen to notice that there's this little girl standing at the bottom corner of the bed on his side. 
and she's just standing there and she's got this long, you know, blondish brown hair and she's wearing a blue and white dress and she's smiling. And, you know, the first thought that goes through my head is, oh my God, somebody just saw me naked. And then the second thought is, oh my God, why is there a person standing in my room? Because really, truly, Sandra, she looked solid. She looked, she looked like a real person. And I was just, you know, trying to process this in my mind. I wasn't afraid. I was just more like startled or surprised and just trying to figure out, okay, why is, why is there a little girl standing in my room? And, you know, as I kind of sat up to, to maybe say something to her, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to say, but she moved towards Electric Gary's head, so into, towards the nightstand, toward the head of the bed. And as she was moving, you know, she turned from looking basically very solid into more translucent, and then she finally disappeared by the time she hit the area where his head was. And so I was just in awe that I had seen this little girl and that she was no longer there. So I just kind of went, oh, my God, I just saw a ghost. And somehow managed to not wake Electric Gary up or... You know, and, and get back to sleep. But I was still pretty pretty excited about it. Well, next morning I woke up and, and I told him all about it. And we decided to ask the front desk, you know, if, if they had any resident ghosts. So we go up to breakfast and, you know, we get seated by the hostess or whatever. And, you know, the waitress comes over to the table and she's like, oh, I thought there were three of you. Where's, where's the third person that was with you when you came in? And we're like, uh, yeah, just the two of us. Who did you see? And she's like, wait, why? And we're like, uh, do you guys have any ghosts? <laughs> She got totally freaked out. So I wasn't quite sure who exactly she had seen walk in with us. However, she did go up to the front desk and get their ghost book. So they have this awesome book where people that see ghosts in their hotel write it down on a piece of paper and then it gets stuck into this book. And so we spent breakfast going through it. And, you know, a lot of people had, you know, felt things or they'd reported like, you know, the drapes moved or the gray poupon mustard like rotated and sat back down and so lots of poltergeisty type stuff. And apparently there's a ghost on the second floor that smells like lavender. And, you know, so just little things. But there was one entry towards the end that said that they'd seen uh, a ghost man chasing a little girl in the, in the basement downstairs where we were staying. And then on the last page, there was an entry that was for room 11, which is the room that we stayed in. And it said that in the middle of the night at 1230, they had woken up and seen a little girl. So... My experience was validated by somebody else who had stayed in the exact same room, had seen pretty much the exact same thing. And, um, yeah, so very cool. Real ghost story. <laughs> Real ghost stories. Pretty fucking freaky, eh? <laughs> you needed to hear that, and we needed to tell it. That's Electric Gary. And Mrs. Electric. Okay, I've got the GB Heebs and the Heebie Jeebies off of that one. Fuck. Like, Fuck. I can't imagine myself being in your situation and not shaking Sarah. Like, and by shaking, I mean punching her in the face until she wakes up. Holy God. Like, I don't know. Maybe you're just a chilled, maybe Electric Gary or Mrs. Electric is like really chilled out and calm and ghosts don't scare her as much as it would have scared me. But man, could you imagine that? And then the front desk thinks that you brought a little girl with you. So then you're not totally nuts, right? Like it's impossible for you to be hallucinating that. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. I can't handle that. Oh my God. I don't even know what to say about it. It's like stressing me out. And it's just, you're just fine with that, I guess. You just high-fived her and went back to bed. How did you fall back asleep after that? 
I would have gotten, I would have went and slept in my fucking car because I'm a big puss. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight, really. Um, maybe I'll sleep with my kid. Ghosts don't haunt kids, right? Everybody likes a kid, don't they? Although your ghost is a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you very, 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 very much. It's always nice to hear from Mrs. Electric, even though I think this is the first time. But more, just more. And uh, Gary actually has a special treat. He's starting his very own show with his friend, and they're going to call it Tangent Lounge. Tangent. Or The Tangent Lounge. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And they're recording on the first, so we will uh, stay tuned for that. And I've offered, if he so chooses, he can put... His show on my feed, I have absolutely no problem with that. I enjoy that. I think it's just quality programming. And I'm not even going to be jealous when his numbers are better than mine. I won't be. I'll be proud of him. And then whenever, like if he wants to branch off into his own feed, he can. If he wants to stay here, he can. I think he's very well received by my listeners. Everybody likes Electric Gary. He's always got cool things to say. And uh, he's partnering up with a lady, which is always nice to have a man and a woman talking, two different perspectives, two different... uh, well, you know, genders, obviously. So I'm really looking forward to that. So they're recording August 1st, he said. Lucky you, lucky me. I'm psyched. I'm very, very excited. I love, like, the more content, the better I always feel. And uh, I know they're going to give me some good stuff. And you that, some good stuff, really. Uh, I don't know what else to really say here. I think it's been a pretty long fucking show. Ah, okay. I'm going to end the show on a clip. I, I've been watching The Fosters. So I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a show where there's lesbian parents and... Um, they're raising some kids. They've got a biological, one of them's got a biological kid. Two others are adopted and yada, yada, yada. I don't know. It's kind of like a, I don't even know what you'd call it. Like a, what do you call that? Like a drama? Like there's a lot of teen sex, which makes me think of Degrassi, but it kind of weirds me out. But like the mom, I don't know, you know, just fucking look it up. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like a drama. It's not really much of a comedy. Kind of like a soap opera. Anyway, God, would you just... So I'm watching the show, and I'm watching it because I just, you know, there's lesbians in it. Maybe I like it. I'm old. Maybe I like old people lesbian things now. I don't know. And I don't mind it. It's not a bad show. It's not a bad show. It's kind of just like, you know, whatever. Don't fuck off, okay? Like, fuck. Just leave me alone, okay? I, I like it, and I'm kind of ashamed to say I like it, but I kind of like it, okay? I kind of like it. So I'm watching this show, and there's this scene where this young Mexican boy who lives in their house uh, brings his young girlfriend over. And her, his moms are having a party. And he's just like, oh, this is a lame-ass party with some lame-ass bitches. I'm taking my girl upstairs. And the moms happen to catch him trying to sneak his girlfriend upstairs. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And where in the fuck do you think you're going? Basically, it was what happened. So just keep in mind, um, when you listen to it, how funny it is and how I just happened to happen upon it. I happened to happen upon it, happenstancedly. Ooh, that was ugly. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in. It's okay. Can't be beautiful and smart and funny. The three don't go together. Except in my case. Yeah. No. <laughs> if, if you could see me right now, you'd realize how funny that actually is. Okay. So I'm just going to end the show quick before I play that clip. Uh, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com if you want to send in a segment, if you want to tell me how wonderful I am, if you want to tell me that you're in love with me, whatever, you know. Things happen all the time. You know, I get these sexy internet crushes and okay so there's that and then there's you can friend me on facebook sandra d sanchez i'm on twitter i never do anything on twitter there's the change of address facebook page which you can like and maybe write something on it because i don't really use that either i'm really good at marketing and networking 
And there's the Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. Speaking of networking, Google them. There's tons of shows on there, like about video games. There's a guy, I, it's called Take a Seat, I think. And uh, he does an interview show. He's a really, really good interviewer. He just makes the conversation just kind of flow. He's got a really nice voice. He's just um, unusually good for just a trucker from Winnipeg. I thought I really enjoyed that. And then there's their flagship show, which is called Couch Surfing which is a couple of guys getting some famous dudes on their couch and talking shit, and it's very, very good. So check out that. Go down there. You know, do shit. They're not talking about toilets. Uh, what else? Stitcher. You can like us on Stitcher. Please, God, leave an iTunes review. I just, you know, I'd love to just come downstairs in the morning and have a sip of coffee, turn on the computer, and have an iTunes review from you. Like you, individually you. I'm talking to you right now. In the jeans, the, the mom jeans, I'm talking to you. Could you please just take a minute out of your day for the low, low price of nothing? You can leave me an iTunes review, and maybe I won't eat two pulled pork sandwiches. Maybe I'll just have the one. Because I feel good about myself because of the review you left. Which, in the long run, will stop my arteries from clogging. I won't develop high blood pressure and the diabetes. And I'll have you to thank for it. So it's win, 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 win. All over the place, I think. All right, I guess that's it. Man, don't do a show forever and you do a 49-minute show, if you know what I mean. I guess that's it. I don't know. So I have another show coming up about uh, the enormous speeding ticket I got and uh, my visit to the, uh, you know, uh, place where you fight tickets. I don't know what it's called. But uh, we'll talk about it. We'll have a little chit-chat about that soon. Sooner than later, because apparently I have a lot to say about nothing. All right. I miss you guys. I'm sorry. I, I won't neglect our relationship much anymore, but you know, I'm playing hard to get, you know, put out a thousand shows or whatever, you know, in a week and can get pretty annoying. So I'll try, I'll just try this route. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got, uh, I got it. Okay. You think you're going young man? Can't we just go up and play video games? No, no, you know the rules. No girls are allowed in your bedroom unless one of us is upstairs. So we're just supposed to stay here, hang out with your lame old friends all night? Sandra just spent 20 minutes telling us so she installed her own toilet. Mom, that's not fair. 